Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey everybody. Press pause, 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 pause. And go to iTunes and leave a review for Trust and Believe. That is with a please because, you know, I'm really on a path to really try and help people trust and believe in who they are. And it all stemmed from my own personal struggles. So go leave a review, tell your friends. You know, maybe it's not something you need to listen to every day, but every week. So please leave a review. Let's get the word out about Trust and Believe so people can trust and believe in who they are. And now, Shanti's Trust and Believe. Hey guys, what's up? It's Todd, producer of the podcast Trust and Believe. And this week, Sean is back. And as you know, if you follow him on social media, he's dealing with a little arm injury and he's going to take us into what the last year of his life has been like, the breaking points, and how he injured his arm. Sit back and enjoy. Trust and believe. And we're back in five, four, three, two, one. Ladies and gentlemen, 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 If we can just inspire ourselves and inspire other people to believe in themselves, the ads that you have will become secondary and the life that you live will become number one. You have helped fitness become a lifestyle. lifestyle. You have the power and you, you, you can do it. do it. Come on, y'all! This is Sean T, and it's time to trust and believe. Alright. Over it. Dude. What I'm like, so he so I know there's a story between this of how this happened. Because I can always I, I had this gut feeling something was up with the way this thing happened because I would ask you what happened and you wouldn't say anything. Like you never really told me how it happened or what caused it. And I'm like, I'm not gonna push this issue because like Something's up. No, I mean, the way it happened wasn't that big of a deal. It was... There's a possibility that I might get emotional. Okay. No, the thing is, it just happened at a time that... I mean, most people would say, you know, this happened at such a bad time. But it just happened at a time where I was struggling so hard to stay... So, you know, I'm going to talk a little bit fragmented because I have to make this very clear. Okay. And for the record, 
for some reason, like you're the only person I want, like people have been texting me and, you know, obviously the people, my lovely fans or whatever are, you know, sending messages and asking what happened. I think it's so nice. And I'm getting a lot of text messages from people that obviously I know, but I just don't feel like telling the story 18,000 times. And you know me very, very well. Yeah. Uh, it's like, it, like I think that everything happens for a reason or whatever. So I'm going on a little, you know, and you can stop and ask me any kind of questions because you are the people today. All right. So, um, you, you fly sometimes and you know, I don't know if you notice this, but if you fly in an airplane, <laughs> you you take off. If it's a clear day, you kind of take off and you know, it's fine. But if it's a cloudy day and you take off, you're fine. And then the minute you hit the clouds, you know, turbulence starts to happen. And if you don't like flying or if you don't like turbulence and you fly a lot, you know that once you get above the clouds, it becomes smooth air and then you can kind of relax. And it's blue skies and it's like this amazing thing that's happening above the clouds. It's like so incredible. And then you can like watch your movie or read a book, you know what I'm saying, relax, order some coffee, whatever you want to do. And like for the last, since January of 2015, I have been from when you when you were at my house at uh for Super Bowl. Yeah. It was like February 2015. Like I have been like struggling to stay above these clouds. Like I've been struggling to stay above this turbulent space. Like I've been like not that like I have a bad life, like I'm not complaining, I'm just human. And so, you know, I recorded size, right recorded size. Oh my god, I'm so old. Not recorded size, but, you know, develop size, then um, whatever. I'm not going to go through my whole schedule, but things, you know, great things yeah. started to happen. Uh, the TV show came up. There have been some, you know, uneasiness with Beachbody and the whole thing, which is apparently very clear because uh, rumors were started in a five-star and above group. So, I mean, and like, and normally while I, you know I mean, like, I don't let that stuff bother me. You know me. I'm like, bye, Felicia. Like, I'm, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, things happen and you keep it moving. And I'm like, I'm very cool with that. The point I'm getting at is the more that kind of stuff happens, the more, even if you're the kind of person like me that's like, well, I don't really care what you think about me. It's kind of like when you get your teeth cleaned, you know, you get your teeth cleaned, you know, your wife's a dentist or a dentist, a dental assistant. So, you know, when you get your teeth clean and it feels good. And even though you're flossing, you know, you still got to go back in three to six months because there's still going to be buildup no matter how much you clean it off. And so for me, it's like, no matter how much I brushed it off, there's still fragments that will attach to my soul. And so, hence, that's why I'm talking to my soul brother. So, you know what I mean? So I've been like, struggling to stay above the clouds. Like I was just like, you know, I can do this. And I'm like, maybe I'm going to come to clear air where there's no, no weather system. So I can actually land smoothly. And the ironic thing is I woke up that morning and I had this dream that I was, I had gotten the, um, I had gotten the, I had gotten a job to fill in for Michael Strahan on Kelly Live, right? <laughs> I had this dream. And I got in this job and, you know, and I was standing behind stage and I was like walking. I was kind of like 
kind of like shadowing what happens during the day while Kelly was out there. And, you know, this is where you enter. This is where you exit. This is what you don't want to do. This is what you can do. And I'm in this dream, yo. And I am like living. Like, I am like, oh my God, like this would be the perfect job for me. (laughs) I was like, not job. This would be the perfect space because whatever, me and Kelly have an amazing relationship and whatever. But then I woke up from that dream and it wasn't real because the dream felt so real. And so Doesn't that mess with your head when that happens. Doesn't that just completely kind of put you in a, start your day off. Like you're in the twilight zone. Like, Oh, I want to go back to that world. Yeah. Well, generally speaking, if it's a bad dream, then yes. Then I'm like, Oh my God, you know, it's very frustrating. But in, in a sense when it's, and then when it's a good dream, you're like, wow, like you want to go after the goal. But in my sense, even though this is a really good dream and I woke up and it wasn't true, it was like, it was like, Kind of that, like that last piece of plaque that built up on my teeth where I was like, oh my God, I need to go to the dentist and get my teeth clean. And so I went downstairs and I was sitting there and I was talking to Scott and I was like, I'm bored. And he was like, what are you talking about? He was like, you want to do something? And I'm like, no, like I'm not bored in my life. Like I have a great relationship. I have, you know, I have friends. I, you know what I mean? Like I, I have a, an awesome career. People who I don't know, I w- walk down the street, they're, they're happy to see me and I'm happier to see them, I think, you know, because they're smiling. But I was like, I'm bored. Like, I'm just like, I've been doing the same thing since I was 18, 19 years old. Like, it's been 20 years and I'm struggling. And I said to him, I was like, I'm struggling to stay. Like, I'm struggling to stay above these clouds. And it has nothing to do with that, with the fact that I don't enjoy my life or what I'm doing. I'm just not, I'm not, um, challenged you know what i'm saying like i'm just not challenged and if you ask any professional athlete like kobe bryant just um he just retired yeah he just retired a couple weeks ago a month or so ago and there were people that was like oh my god he's only 30 whatever like whatever and i'm like people like you just don't get it you know what i'm saying like any professional athlete will tell you like your body breaks down which then you know no matter how you slice it he's not moving today like he did when he was 18 years old you know what i'm saying it's just not happening and so things happen and whatever so for me i was saying the sky was just like i just need something that's going to really like like push me you know challenge me because contrary to popular belief i didn't set out in my career to be a video group exercise instructor right like that's that's not what i i didn't set out to be a professional dancer even like these are things that I was that were blessed and that happened to me, and you know I'm grateful for it. I'm not you know whatever, but like you know, look, this is real. This is raw. Yeah. So I'm, I'm writing down questions that you're making me think of. Oh, so I'm like, so if you can't handle it, you need to press stop yeah, now. I'm good. Not you, yeah, I'm, you know, you are the listener. So I'm talking to you like you're the listener. And so, um, like that's kind of like what it was. Like I was just like. I am so bored. Like I'm so bored and I never get bored. So here's a little story. When I used to teach dance class, I would never ever do the same choreography twice. Like you could never come to my class and be like, Oh, I want to learn it today. So I could perfect it by Friday because I was bored on like, once y'all got it, I'm like, I want to teach you new vocabulary. And that's just the way my mind works. And you can ask Scott, like I'm always, like I have a different idea about something different every day. 
And so I was feeling trapped in this box. Like I have to be this, I have to be this group exercise guy. I have to be So I'm about to get real. <laughs> All right, go for it. You know, I have to be like there. I didn't have any freedom to be Sean, not Sean T. And I and when I say freedom, I'm not saying that like I can't be myself, and you know, my fans aren't seeing the real me. But I'm saying like, you know, people who are my friends, I work with too. So there's always a little bit of T next to the Sean, no matter how you slice it. And people are like, oh, you know, you could. It doesn't matter. You and I said we never wanted to work together. I know. Now you're doing my podcast, but you don't really work for me because I don't tell you what to do. Alex does. So, um, (laughs) yeah, because I'm like, I'm not telling you what to do. But, you know, and it's fine. It it just is what it is. But, like, I can never relax and be Sean. And so I already have the – it's already, you know, challenging, just, you know, full disclosure, when I'm married to my boss. You know what I'm saying? Like, because I consider Scott my boss. Because if I didn't, you know, I wouldn't get nothing done. <laughs> so, I mean, I would get a lot done that had nothing to do with needed that need. <laughs> <laughs> I would just like, I would go, you know, record, you know, I would just be Sean T, but whatever, in a different way. So even in my house, there's, you know, the rule of like 6 p.m., you know, it has to stop. But then 6 p.m. comes and then there's someone that reaches out to him and he's like, you know, we know you're not, you don't want to work right now, but we got to do this. And so, or I go out to dinner and it's like, I want to be with my friends, but then it always turns into like, you know, work somehow, not all the time. Like, you know, Danielle's really good. Danielle's really good with, um, you know, she's really good with being like, I, you know, I, I'm not, I'm your friend right now, whatever. But there's still, you know, no matter what, even if I'm with you and we have to do something with the podcast, like it doesn't matter. Like there's still a bit of like, okay, I have to be Sean T for this moment. And, the, and you know, I'm not complaining about it. That's right. That's just the life. And it's fine. I'm not saying it's not fine. I'm just saying like, that's the plaque buildup. And I'm not saying that's a negative thing. I'm just saying like, no matter, you know, at the end of the day, you got to wash your ass. So even if you are like, even if you wash in the morning and you, you know, you wipe that when you went to the bathroom, you still got to clean for the next day. And it doesn't mean you did anything bad. It doesn't mean, you know, when you walk through the streets of New York, you can smile, you can eat healthy, but there's going to be a layer of something that you have to wipe off. And so it like built up. And then so like, so that morning when I was talking to Scott, he was just like, you know, you know, what do you want to do? What do you want to think? And so I was like, I don't know. I was like, I'm just going to go play tennis. And so I went and I played tennis. And you, I would, like, you know I love t- tennis is the thing. So if anybody's listening, wherever your thing is, if it's dance, if it's working, like when you're doing your thing, that thing, like nothing creeps in, no negative thoughts. Like it's like my, it's like my antidepressant pill or depressant, whatever. And in the first like 30 minutes of tennis, like I was just like, I can't, like, my body was hurting, my mind was hurting, I was so, like, in this, it wasn't a dark place, it was just, like, like, I was about to go back into those clouds and start to hit turbulence, and I was doing everything I can to stay in, in the clear zone, like, I was trying, 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 so I get back to the house, and I say to Scott, I was like, you know, let's go to breakfast, you know, are you hungry, he's like, absolutely, and we start talking about all these things are happening. I'm going to stop before I move on because I know you got questions that I want to get no, to. No, no, keep going, keep going. 
Oh, you're, I can tell you're going, you're building up to something. Go keep going. Yeah. So, so I get home. I mean, we get back, Scott goes upstairs, he goes and does his thing. And I start looking at my phone and looking at emails and I was just like, like, I just don't want to do this. Like, I was like, I don't want to do this. Not that I don't want to be Sean T. I was just like, I don't feel like doing this today. And if, again, this is full disclosure. If you're a human being, you've been through this before. You know, like if you change from one job to the next, you've been to a place where you don't want to do this anymore. And it wasn't the fact that I didn't want to do a program or didn't want to, you know, it had nothing to do with that. I was just like, I need to be challenged. And so I'm looking at my phone and I'm just like, whatever. And so, you know, since 2011, I've had this knee thing that's been going on in my left knee and I have a bone spur in my knee. And every once in a while, when I'm walking, my knee buckles. And I've been, I pushed off this knee surgery for in Sandy Max 30, I pushed it off for size. I pushed it off to do my diet is better than yours. You know, and then I, I keep pushing it off, pushing it off. And people are like, well, why don't, you know, you should do it. But then again, but then they throw something else that's in my path. So it's hard for me to push off and do the surgery. And so my knee buckled. And I, as I'm looking at the phone, stressed out. So the phone, the phone, I'm doing like this, but the phone is in his hand. I, I don't got a hand. So I'm looking at my phone, my knee buckles, I trip. So my one foot goes behind my other foot. And so I reached my right hand out to stop myself, but I'm far enough away from the wall that I have to like kind of lunge to, to, um, to stop myself. So, you know, in my house where you could walk into your kitchen to the right, yeah. keep walking to my living room. So I caught myself on that wall that you walk into in the kitchen and I pressed my hand out as far as I can. Cause I was like, I'm going to fall, but if I land on my left knee, this is going to fucking suck, you know? So my, the heel of my hand went right into the picture frame. I knew that's what you were going to say. Cause I know exactly what picture you're talking about. And so when I caught myself on that wall, I pushed my hand in so hard and then it sliced my wrist and it, sliced two of the tendons in my hand. And so Scott heard the glass and he was just like, he ran downstairs. He's like, what's wrong? And I was like, I was very stressed because it happened. I was more stressed that it happened. I didn't feel pain or whatever. And I didn't know I had the cut in my hand. I was just like, I was so angry because this happened to me. I was so, I was like, I can't believe this happened. I'm such a, you know, a dumbass or whatever. And he's like, calm down. And then he's like, oh my God, Bayballs, we got to go. And I was like, go where? And he was like, you're bleeding. And I looked down and there's blood all over the place. Because I'm talking with my hands. I don't see it. I was just so like frustrated. And he, he was like, you're bleeding from your hands. Like, we need to go right now. And I look at my hand and so... Or, you know, we're getting a, he hands me the towels and we wrap it. And then I go to the emergency room. And so we get inside the emergency room and the woman was like, I need to clean. I need to clean it to make sure you didn't get your artery. She didn't get my artery. I didn't get my artery, but then she lifted up the skin on my hand. And then I look inside of my hand and I see like, it's a good hand inside of there. Let me just oh. say that. It's a good hand. 
but I saw my tendon that was going into my thumb and I saw like all the stuff. And she was like, you're good. But she was like, we can't do it here because we went to urgent care. So then we went to the emergency room after and we sewed it up and all this stuff. But this entire time I am stressed. I'm not even stressed about the hand. I don't feel the pain. I do not feel pain. You know, Scott is like, every time the doctors come in, you know, he leaves the room because he can't look at that stuff. Like he's like, I can't. Doctor comes in, he, you know, he gives me the, we do the whole stuff or whatever and gives me the local anesthesia and he's like sewing it up and it's like, this is weird, but I was like, I'm going to look anyway because, you know, I have a, a degree in science and kinesiology and stuff. So I was like, this is awesome. But um, the real lesson happened after that. And the real lesson began to come through. So I know we got to take a little break for commercial, but when we come back, I'm going to I'm going to tell you um, how we, I'm going to tell you what happened to me after this happened, because that is what, that's the real story. Sean T's Trust and Believe will be right back. Do you want to send text and motivate your friends? Well, guess what? I have it. It's time. Sean T's Fitmoji. It's Fitmoji by Sean T in the App Store and Google Play. You can send emojis, Sean T emojis. You can send food emojis. You can send fun video emojis. You can send audio file emojis that get to motivate you, your friends, and your family. And you get to send some fun gifts. Communicate. With the Shanti Fitmoji, and you will always dig deeper. Come on, y'all! Let's go! Come on! Alright, so. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Wait, so do you have any questions? Are you just- um, yeah, but I don't want to stop you yet. Keep going. Okay, good. Like yeah. There's going to be more questions based off of this. So then I get home. And so, oh, my God. So this is where it gets even more personal. So when I was younger, like some people, if you see me in my Snapchat or if you see, you know, doing stuff with videos of me and stuff in my house and you see the black, my buddy, on the um, <laughs> on the ledge by my TV. The reason why I have my buddy is because a few I told Scott this story, and one day for um, my birthday, he went to get me my buddy. He got me my buddy, like a vintage my buddy as a gift. But when I was younger, and I used to go through a lot of stuff, like when I got molested and I couldn't tell anybody, and I was just holding a lot of stuff in, and I did, you know, whatever. I would go into my closet, and I would like. I would go in there with my buddy, my buddy, and I would play the game Light Bright. And so me and Light Bright, you know, so the whole thing. So when I went home, you know, Scott is obviously extremely worried and I'm not talking. And you know me, I can't not talk for more than 30 seconds at a time. Even if I'm mad, I still got to talk about something. 
And I went into my room and I just like lost it. Like I just was like, oh my God, like this is so crazy. And it wasn't, the, it wasn't, it wasn't my wrist. Like it wasn't the thing. You know, like people say it's never the thing, it's the thing. For me, at that point, it was like the universe to God or whatever you believe in telling me like, you have to go back down. Like you, you can't hover above these clouds anymore. Like, and in that moment, everything was stripped from me. Like, except for the relationship with my husband, obviously. I couldn't use my hand. I couldn't go play tennis. I couldn't dance. I can't write. I can read. You know, I can watch. I can't. I was like, I don't, my phone fell. My phone was already cracked because, you know, I'm ghetto. I wait to the last minute to get my phone fixed. So if my phone cracked, it was just, it wasn't usable. So then I don't have a phone, which is totally fine because I'm like, I don't want it anyway. Um, and then like all of these things, like, so when I went back into the turbulent clouds, mm, ooh, when I went back into the clouds and the turbulence happened and the, and the pilot came on and said, fashion your seatbelt because you went for a ride. The minute I realized that I had to now, I I wasn't strong enough. My core wasn't strong enough for me to keep myself above the clouds. And I had to like start to go through this turbulence on the way down. Oh my God. Like, it was so terrible. And I was just like, I was going through everything. I was like going through the emails. I was going through the obligations and it just made me think of like what I always ask people, what is it that you want? You know, what is it that you want out of life? Because, and here is the the thing, the biggest thing I got out of this. This is the biggest lesson. I lead with my soul, like the core of who I am. Like if I, if you stop me on the street, I'm cutting up like we've been best friends forever because the experience has to be amazing, right? If, I'm, if I get on stage, I give it everything I got. If I teach a class, I give it. If I'm at a shoot, I give it everything I got. If, I'm, you know, if I do my podcast, I do everything I got. Um, everything that I do, I give it everything I got. And, and I, I realized that I wasn't getting it enough back. You know what I'm saying? Like in... You know, India Irie in one of her songs says, you know, give without expecting. Like, you have, you have to love and give without expecting anything back. However, you also have to know how much you can give so that you still have some left over for you. You know what I'm saying? Like That was deep. Yeah. And you, you have to. You have to. And you know this as a people pleaser. And Scott is a people pleaser. And Danielle is a people pleaser. Like, I never experienced that because I'm not a people pleaser. I'm like, I just go inside the shell. Like, if you are incubating inside of an egg, I'm not trying to please you. I'm just coming in there to, like, be with you. But I take out your energy. I take, I give my energy and I leave without some of my energy, you know. And I give and I give and I give and I give, but I'm not getting the energy back that I'm giving. And I'm not asking anybody for it. Because I just believe that no matter what you do, like you have to find a way to replenish your own energy. 
because you can never expect it. As much as I love Scott, I can't, as much as I love him or as much as you love Alicia, like you can't expect her to love you the same way because she has to love you in a way that she can love you. Because if you're expecting her to love you this way, then you're changing her DNA. Like you're changing who she is, but she can still love you with all of her heart, but you have to accept that. And so, you know, for the people who love me, like, I'm like, I can't change them. You know what I'm saying? I can't change the way that they love me or whatever. But what I can do is find a way to give back to myself. And that, and that was kind of the thing that I was thinking about. I was like, how do I, how do I give back to who I am? Because, you know, it was the first time in my life since I was, you know, 12 years old that I felt like I was like losing who I was. And I, and it wasn't like as a whole, it was just like, I felt like I was losing who I was in this moment because so many things were like taken away from me, you know? Um, and so, and I have to call my friend Dale because I had this, this friend, Dale Demkowski. When I moved to LA, I started working at Equinox and I was teaching all these classes and I was friends with everybody. Like I was just like, you know, I, I was a group exercise instructor. So you have people that come to your class and people that wait for your class. And so you have to, well, in my opinion, you have to like appreciate those people. You have to give it, you know. And so one day Dale and I, I believe we were standing at, the front desk of the Equinox in West Hollywood. And he's like, Sean. And I was like, yes. And I think he's six years older than me. And I was like 24, 25 at the time. And he's like, Sean, you let people get too close to you. And I was very offended. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? I was like, I'm so, I'm like, I'm nice. Like I love people, you know, I'm just like, whatever. And I was very offended by that. And for years I was like, I, I was like, why would he ever say something like that? Like, that's so whatever. And this past week, I totally understood what he said. And it's like... How many times times have you thought about him saying that to you over the years? Oh, at least, without exaggerating, exaggerating, probably about 61 and a half times. (laughs) Like, without exaggerating. I could say like a thousand times, but it was probably like 61 times. Because... You know, every time, you know, and it's not about like letting people get close to you in a physical sense. It's about knowing how much you can give. You know what I'm saying? Would you and, also call it trust, how much you can trust people? Trust, you know, them giving, trust them with giving them the amount of you that you give them, like knowing when to cut them off, so to speak? No, no, because I know when to cut people off. I think it's more about, I think it's more about, you know, like if I'm really upset, sometimes Scott doesn't even know it because I'd be like, I'd be like, you know, Scott, I'm really stressed. And he's like, all right, you know, like, what do you want to do? And, you know, he handles it. But then I walk away and I go like start acting crazy. Like, you know, I go dance or something, you know, I'll do something. So then he thinks I'm not stressed anymore. And it's just like, I'm still stressed, but I'm not, I can't just, I can't just stay living in that space. So, you know, he interprets me walking away dancing because I feel good for that moment that I'm not stressed, but stress is still built up in my soul. And so the way I see it, you say, do I, um, 
know needs to know when to cut people off. I actually believe I don't know how to say this. Just say it. Yeah, I don't know how to say it. I'm whatever. I think that like people who really know and love and respect you will know when they need to cut it off. Wow. What a great answer. You know what I'm saying? And and maybe it's a conversation though. Maybe it's a conversation to say, you know, how are you feeling? I'm not saying they have to be like, you know, telepathic or whatever. But, you know, with Scott, like I know when Scott's getting sleepy. If we're at a table or out to dinner, he has this little vein on the left side of his eye that's next to his nose. And I'm like, you're sleepy. He's like, no, I'm not. And we get back to the hotel, wherever we're at. This he knocked out in like 0.8 seconds. You know what I'm saying? Like I know when he's sleepy and and when he's sleepy and we're at a business meeting, I'm like, we got to go. Like, I cut it off right there because he don't have it. He don't have it anymore in the tank. You know what I'm saying? So I know. And I'm like that with all my friends. Like, I know you. Like, I've only known you for, it's coming up on two years that I really know you. Right. You know, that we really started becoming close or close in general. And I know you. Like, if I'm with you, I know when something's wrong. I know when to stop or I know when to keep going to piss you off. Like, I just know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I know how to make you squirm. I know what movie you're going to like, you know, I know, you know, I know you. And so I take, I mean, you know, and I'm also like a Pisces moon. And if you believe in astrology, I just have clairvoyant thoughts and stuff. But going back to what I said, I think that it's, you know, I think it comes down to, Yes, I don't think it comes down to, on my side, it doesn't come down to cutting people off. It comes down to knowing when you need time, you know. So and is that for, how you rebuild yourself? Is that how you give back to yourself is time away? Or what? Or did you, have you figured that out? Like how, how do you give back to yourself? Have you figured it out? So this is, that's a very interesting question. Hashtag full disclosure moment. It's like, you know, I try to get back to myself now, you know, because I'm married and stuff. You know, it's like when I go on vacation, but when I go on vacation, people still creep in and it's like, I know you're on vacation, but you know what I mean? And, and it just never stops. So like my vacations, you know, if I give a five day vacation, I probably have two, you know what I'm saying? And other people out there, I'm like, you might want to work on vacation, you, and that's totally fine, but not me. Because I need to be ready. I need, like, I need people. Like, I need to be there for people. And so if I can't, but it's not happening. But what I used to do before I was married, I used to, like, either go to the airport. or get, And this is even when I was, like, living paycheck to paycheck. I would find a, they didn't have Groupon back in the day, but I sure found a deal. I would either get in a car or go to the airport and drive somewhere and not tell anybody where I was going. Except, you know, I would tell my roommate, like, you know, hey, I'm going to be away. Not tell anybody where I was going and just go and have like four or five days like completely to myself, do what I wanted to do, not talk to anybody. Like, you know, not, I wouldn't dance or nothing. It would just be like breathe. I would walk. I would read. I would just do things. And so that's how I used to, you know, do for myself. And and I just, I, you know, and I didn't have enough of that. And me and Scott kind of talked about it because we're not a couple that's like, you know, when me and you went to Atlanta that time, like that was really tough for us. Cause we're not the kind that's like, Oh, we need a boys weekend. 
we're going to need a girls weekend. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We're, you know, we're not really the kind that's like, oh, we, we need a boys weekend because he's my best friend. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, I don't need, like, I love hanging out with him. Right. Like, if we're, like, I just love it. Even if it's not like, you know, a week that we're having like a lot of sex or something, you know, it's more like, I still love, like, he's just like the bomb and he's so opposite of me and I could talk and talk and talk and he's always interested. So I don't need to be away from him like that. But I did tell him, I was like, you know, but I do think that I need alone time because I don't, I give a hundred percent and I'm not changing what I can give. You know what I'm saying? I'm not changing how much I can give. I just got to find out how much I can give back to myself. And, you know, this, you know, I'm a hashtag, I'm going to do a hashtag ST road to recovery. And it's not, you're not always going to be a hundred percent, but you can always give a hundred percent. And so, because I'm not a hundred percent right now, but I can still give a hundred percent of my effort into everything. So that means giving a hundred percent into your relationships, giving a hundred percent to your job, giving a hundred percent to your spouse, to your friends, to, you know, your coworkers, but also, and the most important thing is giving a hundred percent back to yourself. And so this last week, that's kind of what I've been, I haven't done it necessarily because, you know, it's new to me, but, um, I'm giving, I'm learning to give a hundred percent back to myself. And, um, it's tough because I'm not like a, I'm not like a people pleaser or whatever, but here's another little side story. So when I was a kid, my stepfather, who we all know, whatever. So I was the kind of kid that if we went to the mall or if we went to the Jersey shore, hashtag Jersey shore, I would be the one walking behind my family because like the lights, the ocean or the clothes or whatever I was looking at, I was like, it was so creatively, like it was so much the people, like it was like emotional overload. And so if my family would be walking, I would look up and they would be like 30, 40 feet in front of me because I'm like, wow. To the point where my mom had to get a, the keychain thing and put on my belt loop so that I didn't stuff right behind her. But my, my father and my stepfather call, used to call me turtle. And he used to be like, you're slow. And he would, he would say I was mentally slow, which, what? yeah, which really pissed me off. But I'm like, clearly I'm not. Cause I make the honorable bitch. So don't do it. <laughs> but, um, you know, but it, it messes with your psyche. Um, I forgot where I was going with that crap. Anyway, you know, my, my whole point is that, like, I just, like, I have so much happening in my brain, and I have to process it, and it, and it, and it, it's, it's tough, it's hard, but, you know, and the thing is, like, I don't know how to give less than 100%. I think that's kind of where I'm going at, at the end of the day. Like, I don't know how to give less than 100% to everything that I'm doing, like, if I'm teaching a class, even if it's six people, like I'm in it. When me and you did the "Don't Believe Me, Just Watch" dance at the at the tailgate, uh, tailgate yeah. When we were learning that, I was giving it a hundred percent. You know, like I was exhausted. I was like, "Yo, I need a drink." <laughs> and we were having some margaritas too, if I remember right. No, but oh yeah, we had margaritas when we were making up the dance. Yeah, but the thing that I'm not good at is giving myself. A hundred percent. 
So I, I, I got a couple of questions for you. And, yes. and I want to, I want to add something to what you just said, because having been with you at a couple of events like Sean Convention Canada and, and Beachbody Summit and being on stage with you and watching you do the Q and A's, like I literally know, like I, and I don't think people understand and respect what you just said because they don't see what you're like when you come off stage. Right. They, 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 they cry with you. They fall in love with you. You move them. And I don't think until this podcast that people really understand what that does to you emotionally, physically, internally, everything. Mm. Because I watch you and you crash. Like the only way I know how to put it. And I think maybe Scott, I don't know if these were Scott's words or not. It's like, you're not worth anything because you just need to go reset and regain. Like you, like you, there, there's no going out and going to get something to eat or let's go have fun. Let's go do something. It's like, no, Sean's got to just go for the rest of the day. He's out. Like he's just going to go lay in bed, chill, vegetate, whatever. Cause that's how much energy it sucks from you. Yeah. So, I mean, I, it's crazy. I don't have nothing. Like when I tell you, when I leave the stage, I have nothing left. There's nothing. And like, you know, you'll come up there or Dan and Danielle will come and I haven't seen y'all in a while. And like, I could totally change my flights around it so that we all have another day or we can at least go out to dinner or whatever. And as much as I love you, I'm like, no, because I don't have it. Right. Because if it's an hour, every ounce, every piece of DNA of me is going into the hour. If I know I have a, a four hour event, I'm able to space it out so that every ounce of me is going to give you, I'm giving you, you paid, Anywhere from 50 to however much, you know, people charge for these events or you pay for these events. And my, my obligation and my want is for me to give you everything I got because you paid to come see me and you expect something and I'm get, like, I'm, you know, I'm giving you everything I got. And I always say that there's always a reserve and, you know, the, my reserve is like, I need to go lay down. Like I'm able to make it back to the room or <laughs> to the car or to the airport. And I do, but you know, I don't complain about it. I don't, you know, I don't need yeah. sympathy from it or whatever. I'm just like, it is what it is. But I'm glad you said that because I was watching Wendy Williams the other day and she interviewed boy George. Oh, here's a little fun boy George story. So me and Scott were on a flight from Sydney to Dubai and we were able to fly Emirates Airlines. And well, we have a lot of air miles. Plus I know when to bat these hazels to the people, to the gate agents. <laughs> so one time I was able to get us from business class to first class just by going up and, you know, yeah. you know, I, find, I either find the really, you know, the the woman with the great personality who I'm like, I wonder if she'll think I'm cute. Cause you know, not everybody thinks I'm cute or I'll find a gay guy that I know is going to think I'm cute. <laughs> <laughs> or a straight guy that has gay tendencies and doesn't Or know. a straight guy that, you know, if it's a straight guy, I have to have a tank top on. I have to like try to show my bicep so he could, we could talk about something. I'm kidding. I'm totally <laughs> generalizing and, be, but it's funny. But you know, anyway, I was able to get, so Scott was like, this is our budget to upgrade because he does not waste money. He's like, if this is what we paid for. So I was able to, to budget to, to negotiate my way in the first class. <laughs> anyway, so I was walking from first class and I was walking on this Emirates airplane. It's amazing. You walk to the back. And so they have a bar where you stand up in a lounge and you like, 
in the airplane and you can go in your pajamas. Anyway, whatever. Thank God for air miles and hazel eyes. But anyway, on my way back, I saw Boy George. Like he was um, in business class and I was like, oh my God. You know how bad I wanted to stop and be like, but he, I think he was, you know, he was resting. He probably didn't want to be bothered on the airplane because whatever. But I was like, oh my God, Boy George. Anyway, so last week, <laughs> Wendy Williams interviewed Boy George. And, um, you know, she was like, you know, how hard is it to walk around and be you? Because you have, he's so flamboyant. Not necessarily in like gay tendency flamboyant. He's just like, he has, he wears hats and he wears makeup and his outfits are so flamboyant and he's visible. Like a boy George walked down the street, you ain't missing him. Right. And he's, you know, she asked him something like, I'm totally paraphrasing or the way I interpreted it, but it's like, you know, how do you go back in out and perform and do all this stuff after all these years? And he's like, you know, basically I have an obligation for the people. And I have to understand that I don't need to be boy George all the time, but when I go out on stage, I have to, to give the best show. You know what I'm saying? And for me, I'm not really giving a show per se, because, you know, it's not a show. It's like real life. And I, you know, whatever, but the thing I got from that is I'm allowed to relax behind the scenes and I have to learn that, whether I'm with you or any of my friends of people that I work with, like I have to be very vocal and being like, I'm not talking about work. I'm not doing this. Like we either hang it out as friends, but if you want to hang out as a work, if you, if this is work fellowship, then don't go out to dinner with me, you know? And that's not even being shady. That's, I mean, I'm shedding light, but (laughs) I'm, that's not even being mean. It's just like, this is what I need. And this is, you know, and this is not the time for us to talk about. If I'm on vacation, I need to be like, no, you know, and stand up for myself. So that brings, well, first of all, it's interesting to hear you. I would have never thought I would have he- ever heard you say the words, I need to stand up for myself more. Yeah. You, well, like, that's, that's crazy. Well, I mean, being from the hood, I ain't talking about that kind of standing up no, for I myself. I know, I know, but <laughs> I know what you mean. I know. So that actually brings me to one of the questions I wrote down because you said, Earlier in this interview, you said, I can't be Sean. Like, I sometimes I just want to be Sean. So that, so explain if you, and maybe you don't know the answer to that. I, I've got a feeling you do. Oh, yeah. What's the difference between Sean T and Sean? So what is, who is the Sean that you want to be that maybe people don't know and maybe that you don't get to be? That makes so sense? Here, yeah, yeah. So here's the analogy. You know, when you go to work, when anybody goes to work, you know, if you if you arrive in an office and, a, and you have to wear a suit and you have to be in business meetings, you become, you know, LaQuisha at the office. You know, I didn't want to say Joe or Sarah because that's normal. <laughs> I want to say something else. But there's a little Sean coming out. But, um, you know, so like you are like LaQuisha, the lawyer or whatever you're doing. You know what I'm saying? But then when LaQuisha is out with her girls in Miami, LaQuisha got the little bikini on. She's, you know, she's twerking or whatever, you know. And the thing is, like, people expect you to be this all the time. You know, they, people expect you to be, like, I'm not always at the space when I'm on stage, you know, and you ask a question and it brings me to an emotional moment. I'm not always there. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's Sean T giving you, 
the things that I've learned and the lessons that I've come up with in my life, you know, and I want to, but Sean, (laughs) Sean likes to be 100% naked. Like I like to, you know, Sean, I'm not, you know, a big drinker or whatever, but Sean is very quiet when he's by himself, you know, if it's just me and Scott at home, you know, and even like, you know, you and I, at certain points in our relationship, I'm like, just because I don't call you doesn't mean that I love you less. I just don't feel like talking on the phone. You know, like, Sean is very, like, the Sean T you see on the video is like Sean T, you know, on the video. And the Sean T at home is a complete, it's the same soul. No pun intended. <laughs> it, but it's the same soul, but it's, it's like, you know, everybody got to let their hair down, you know, like, and that's why I love Snapchat because I tell people only follow me on Snapchat if, cause I don't take it seriously. Like I don't go on Snapchat to be like, you know, dig deeper today. I mean, I, you know, sometimes I put those little quotes or whatever, but it's usually in my underwear, you know, or, you know, I'm cutting up, like I'm acting crazy because I'm just like Snapchat to me is a fun tool. So people can see like, well, yes, like this is the way I am at work. And while I'm still a fun person, it's just a different side of me. And so, so go ahead. Uh, can I ask you another question? You still want? Yeah, you can ask me whatever you want. So if you you said you didn't really want to be a dancer and you didn't really want to be the fitness guy, what did you want to be before all this came into your life? What did you want to be? I wanted to be Anderson Cooper. I've heard you say that. I wanted to be Anderson Cooper or a Navy SEAL. So. Um, I wanted to be, I don't want to, you know, obviously I want to be Anderson Cooper, but he was my idol when I was growing up to do radio and TV. Like I, like, I love it. I still aspire to do that. That's why I like the Kelly and Kelly live, like to, to, you know, step in for Michael Strahan after he left is like the ultimate for me, because I feel like not saying that fitness isn't, you know, because I love it, you know, obviously. But for this is what I set out to do. It's just the truth. Like, I could be on there with Kelly and I can be, I can have fun. I can motivate people when serious subjects come up. We can dance together. You know, I love, I love having fun with <laughs> women. <laughs> Clearly. Um, you know, and I love, and I love you know, the morning is my favorite time of day. I wake up very happy all the time. You know, I love getting up early when we're at your house and going to coffee talk if I'm not jet lagged. You know, I love it. I just love it. Like even me and Tanya, when we used to live in LA, you know, we move right next door to each other. I mean, we would get up at like 5.30 and be like cutting up, you know, like at 5.30 morning. So that's like the ultimate thing for me because I can cross all levels. And then so when I, you know, still Anderson Cooper. And then the next thing was more of like, I hate to say this because it's so cliche, but the next thing was like Oprah, you know, like I wanted to do a talk show like Oprah because she talked about some serious stuff. She talked about some political stuff. She talked about a lot of real life stuff, you know, with, for me, it's with a twist. And so, but I went into college with radio, TV, film. And the fact that I gained 50 pounds completely changed the course of my life in a good way, you know, but I was 18, right? Like I'm 18, 19 years old. Now I'm 38 years old. It's almost 20 years later. And, you know, I have dreams and aspirations to do more, not to leave what I'm doing, you know, not to say that if I'm 
you know, sitting next to Kelly, which I hope she's listening to this. Not to say if I'm sitting next to Kelly, I, I wouldn't be able to do another fitness program, right? Like I'm still, you know, I still have an, a want and a need and an obligation to people who have become part of my fit family, you know, and I never want to leave y'all them. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So I think that, I think that answers your question. So knowing how much of an avid tennis player you are and fitness fanatic, obviously, you know where I'm going with this, don't you? Oh my God. The next yes. 12 weeks. How hard is the next week? Cause, and I know maybe today's one of those, cause I remember last year when I had that stress fracture. I, I thought about this. that today. I thought about you. I was like, Oh my God, if soul can do it, I can do it. Go ahead. Yes. Because it was like, for me, it was like, I think it was, Four months, at least four months, and I was miserable because I felt like I missed most of the tennis season. Of course, I don't live in Mesa where it's warm <laughs> all the time. So, like, when I got done healing, it was cold as shit here, and I'm like, damn it. But, like, at least you'll have warm weather. But, like, how are you going to – what's your mindset going into this 12-week recovery? Um, yeah, so I thought about it, and I thought about you, and I, but I was like – so a couple things came to mind. First of all, I was very stressed because I gain weight very easily. Like I'm not, you know, me and Darren are the exact opposite. Darren, if he doesn't work out, loses like 20 pounds. If I don't work out, I gain like 100. That was a little bit of an exaggeration. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, my God, you know. But honestly, that myth has been busted in this because I haven't worked out since last Monday. We're filming this on Tuesday. So it's been eight days uh, or nine or however, eight days because I did work out on Monday. Um, so I was like, okay, I'm still cute after, you know, my body's <laughs> cool. Um, but yeah, I went through that stress and I was like, oh my God, what am I going to do? So I haven't done anything yet because the doctor was like, he doesn't even really want me to do. I mean, I ripped tendons in my hand. So after you, if you notice, I'm sitting with my arm up most of the time. I have to keep my hand elevated. So that means I can't really run. I can't really get this thing wet. So it's hard for me to sweat. You know what I'm saying? And so I'm battling with, do I want to do abs and legs? but then this is going to sweat. And then Scott was like, it's okay. Or do I want to get on a bike, which I hate being stationary. Cause you know, yeah, that's why I love tennis. Cause I can move. So, you know, it stressed me out more because of the weight thing, because I don't want to gain that 50 pounds back. Like I just don't, it, it scares me in a sense, but now, you know, 20 years later, I'm so much more educated about nutrition that I, that's not going to happen. And every time I say, oh, my God. I say to Scott, I'm like, oh, my God, I don't want to gain weight. He was like, he continues to do what he's doing. He's like, you ain't. Like, he just knows my mentality. Like, that's just not going to happen. Uh, so that, that the, the nutrition thing I have, like, it's cool. Exercise thing, I mean, I, I get this off on the 8th. And then the doctors I get my stitches out and all that stuff out on the 8th. So the doctor's going to tell me, like, you know, what I can do and stuff. It's so hard to move my fingers. So are you gonna? Are you thinking like max thirty, just doing more cardio stuff? No, I don't know max thirty. <laughs> you talking about max thirty? I can't jump because I can't. Jump. Oh yeah. I mean, th- he cut a zigzag in my wrist from my from my thumb down across where the the slash was in my wrist, 
and then down the other side of my forearm a little bit. So no, you know, so, I mean, I'm going to do step aerobics probably. Alicia said, when I told Alicia what happened, she was like, why don't he just go ahead and get his knee done at the same time? That way you can rehab them both. I thought about that. I did. I actually did think about that. But let me tell you, not having an arm is bad. Not having half your body? Yeah. You know, and that's not being disrespectful to people who were born or, um, you know, had an accident where where they don't have an arm. But for someone who utilizes their arm every day and it has to heal, I mean, it's, you know, it's tough enough to do that and to really want to be really focused on my rehab. So I'm definitely not going to go get my knee done. I thought about it though, but with tennis. So the next thing is tennis. That is like the thing that stresses me out. Cause that was the only thing that really stre- stressed me other than dancing. And so now I'm just going to learn how to do a forehand on my left side. I knew and, I was going to ask you about that. And it's going to make my backhand better. Can I, play, can I play you while you learn? <laughs> so you still will not beat me. Like you I knew still, you were going to say that. I knew but you won't. Because it's, the thing is, it's oh, not about, and this is for people, tennis is not about how hard you can hit the ball or hitting a winner. Like, I, I still know how to set up a point to get you out of position. I still can pick out your weaknesses you know, drop shots work really, really well. Bringing you into no man's land works really, really well. If you don't know how to bend your knees, uh-uh, not with me. Yes, it does. My serve, my serve might suck. <laughs> well, that'll make two of us, so it'll be all right. Well, you need me to teach you how to serve. I mean, no offense to Mike. No, no, no. I, I, I definitely need your help. Um, so one of the questions, the last question I have, and it's kind of a deep one, and maybe we've answered it in general with this whole podcast, but the moment you broke down in the bedroom and you like crashed the bed and you were just crying, you're like, I I can't remember the exact question, but I wrote down what was the answer. The question, whatever you said that question was when you just lost it. Oh, what is it that you want? Yeah. What was the answer? Or do you know? So what is it that I want? And that you'd be able to learn to give back to yourself or what? Yeah. Like that's what I want. Like that's what, that's what I need to learn how to do. And that is to, to stick up for myself, meaning like to take care of myself, double the amount that I take care of other people or give other people what they want. That's probably more because I'm always asking people, what is it that you want? You know what I'm saying? And not saying that I, I didn't know what I wanted out of life per se, but, you know, life is a journey, not a destination. There are, there are no mistakes. There are no mistakes. There's chances you've taken. Lay down your regrets because all you have is now. You know, and that's what India Irie said. You We're know? That. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods 
for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Um, Life is a journey, not a destination. There are no mistakes, just chances we've taken. Lay down your regrets, cause all we have is now. It's, um, it's testimony volume one. I'll find it for you. But, you know, and so that's how to say life is a journey. And so I'm at a different point in my life. I'm at a different point in this journey. And, you know, I had to re-ask myself that question. What is it that you want? Um, life is a journey, not a destination. So it's going to keep on. Like you have to keep on keeping on and you have to keep on being flexible and ready for change. There are no mistakes. People say, oh, my God, I made a mistake. Well, you know what? We all make mistakes. You know, there wouldn't be a such word. There was there wouldn't be the word mistake if it wasn't, you know, going to happen. So we all make mistakes. There are no mistakes, just chances you've taken. So the mistakes that happen in your life, there really aren't mistakes. Like you took a chance at that, whether it was, you know, you took a chance to eat too much so you gain the weight or you took a chance to cheat on your spouse so you got caught or you took a chance to whatever you did, you know, that you consider a mistake now, it's not really a mistake because you had the choice that you need to do it. And so for me, I chose to try to stay above 35,000 feet and, and not experience some of the turbulence. And then, you know, and so, you know, it wasn't a mistake, but it was a chance that I took. And when I came crashing down, um, Based yeah. off of a conversation that you and I just recently had back in January mm-hmm. about us crashing down, and yeah, the shit that we're dealing with, yeah, um, I see, like, I see a parallel in this because yeah. I remember telling you, like, at the moment that I opened up to you and you and I were, we won't go into it, but like, I was bawling my eyes out to you, yeah, and I and was like at my lowest of lows, I was in the clouds hard, and I remember you looking at me and you're like. Do you know how many people have gone through what you're going through? Do you realize how much stronger you're going to be? And a couple months later, I, what I, I called you up and I'm like, dude, you're right. We're, it's so, we're so much better off now. Yeah. And so, yeah, and you are. And I remember that phone call. And I remember when you were telling me that and you were like, you know, you were talking about some of the things you did in the past and kind of wishing you didn't do that or whatever. And so the next line of the NDIRE song and this lay down your regrets because all you have is now. Like, that's all you have. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm saying? All you have is now. So for me, I was like, this happened. And, you know, and I was on a plane flying to New York. Uh, This is like the toughest. And that's when, you know, I was talking to Scott and I was talking about really going into this turbulence because I was in the plane, you know, and we were going through turbulence as I was talking to him about that subject too. And I just like on the plane, I just like broke down crying and I was like looking out the window and I was like, and I was like, don't stop yourself from crying. Don't stop yourself from crying. Don't stop yourself from crying. Like continue to go through the journey because like now it's now, like all you have is now. And so 
you know, I wake up every day. I have to sleep with my hand on like 18 pillows and just realize that now is the time. Like each second, because you'll never relive the second. You'll never relive it. We'll never relive, physically relive this conversation. We can listen to it again. And now we just left that moment. So did you, did you, did you internalize that moment? Okay, now we just left that moment. Did you internalize? You know what I'm saying? And so you have to understand that, like, there are no mistakes. Lay down your regrets. All you have is now. And keep pushing forward. And, and while... You know, it sounds like easy to do. It's not because I'm like, this shit is tough. Like, I can't even, I had a hard time wiping my butt with my left hand. Like, I didn't think that would be a hard thing to do. You know, the first couple of days, like, Scott had to wrap my hand up in plastic bags and had to bathe me because I couldn't even move my fingers more than a half a millimeter. You know what I mean? And so I'm sitting there like, you know what I mean? Like these are, these is, this is like real life. So imagine you going from being able to do everything and not, and only be able to do like three quarters of what you're normally able to do. I mean, I was eating a chicken wing yesterday mm. and a chicken wing don't taste the same when you can't use two hands to break it apart. <laughs> and I was like, so frustrated. Like I didn't tell Scott this, but I was so frustrated yesterday when we were eating. Cause I was eating a Caesar salad and the it fell on the floor where normally I'll be able to take my hand. I'm le- eating with my left hand. And normally I'll be able to take my right hand, and, you know, my left and right hand so nothing falls off my plate. And so the guy comes around and I look like I'm a mess. Like I don't know how to eat. Like I'm five years old. And I'm just like, you know, just, you know, I was just like, oh my God. I was like, it happens. It happens. I had to keep telling myself. But these things are happening every day. Like I couldn't go to the bathroom because of the anesthesia. Like I'm, I, you know, I was constipated. Like even today I got to put a stupid suppository up there. You know what I mean? Like these are things that I'm going through and I'm like a regular human, meaning like I'm a reg- I'm not a regular human. I'm, a, I'm like everyday regular. You, you know me, right. me you both got to go to the bath. Like this is like my day. Like I wake up, I go to the bathroom. Like my day cannot start unless I go to the bathroom and it's like clockwork. I don't need to set an alarm. My body wakes me up. And so to not be able to do that, and you know, I have to give myself a suppository and like, I just, and, and, you know, and now I'm getting very deep here, but you know, when I was younger and the first time I was molested and a grown man tries to stick his penis in your butt, like the last thing you want to do is open that up. Right. So I, I, when I was younger, I used to hold my poop for weeks or like a week. And then when I would go to the bathroom, it, was, it would hurt. And so I'm reliving that because I can't, I'm constipated. And now I have, to, so, you know what I mean? Like it's like, everybody's like, Oh, what happened to your hand? Nothing happened to my hand. Ask me what happened to my life. Dude, there. I'm going to try my best to do justice to the people that are listening to this and saying how much, and I'm going to speak for myself, but I know I'm speaking for them, how much I effing love you for not only because, because of the fact that you're open enough to share the real shit and tell people everything that you just said, everything you've said in all these other podcasts. And I honestly think that this is a moment that's going to define the next chapter of your life from a career standpoint. Because I really do think like when you, before you said it, but before you said it, I immediately thought when your knee buckled and it was like 
all that crap that you've been putting off and putting off. And that's what caused you to fall. And then the hand, and then it was like, it was like the world or God or whatever. It was like, all right, Sean, time, time to stop being cute. Yeah. It was like, yep. Yeah. You're not Superman. And I never thought I was, but I definitely was like, you know, a lot of people said, you know, when I said, when I, when they found out I fell and hurt myself, you know, when I hurt my wrist, they're like, oh, Sean, you didn't use your cord. I'm like, no, my cord gave out. So. Dude, anyway. I, I love you, soul. And I, it breaks my heart to see you like they can't see us, but it breaks my heart to see you injured. But I, uh, you, well, you know, you got us and you've got the entire, your entire fan base, but you've also got us and Alicia and Darren and Danielle and Tanya and everybody else. But I love you, man. And I, I, uh, I don't know. That's all I know to say. I love you too. And you know, this is like so fun for me because, you know, I didn't want to do this podcast just like talking, right? Because like when I talk to you, I can, I can say anything. I can talk about anything and I know there's never a judge, judgment. And so it was, it's very easy, but um, yeah, I know. And you know, and I have to just figure out a way to deal with this. You're going to be- make it through. And, and like, you know, you and I both know the next 12 weeks are going to have a lot of turbulence. There's going to be good days and bad. Well, now, you know, what's interesting is when Scott and I met each other, he used to be like, you know, I want to cruise at 35,000 feet with no turbulence. And I'm like, what? Because like my outward self is turbulent. Like, you know, I'm very like happy. I'm emotional. Like I go with the flow. I'm like, oh my God, this makes me cry. Like if this movie makes me cry, I'm crying. You know, if the movie makes me laugh, I'm laughing. If the mu- if the movie is a comedy and I don't think it's funny, I'm leaving. Like I go through these emotional roller coasters. So, you know, I never really try. I never purposely, I never thought I was purposely trying to cruise at 35,000 feet. When in essence, like that, I was doing that in a part of my life. And so now I know that like, look, turbulence is safe. Just put on your seatbelt and go along for the ride. And always trust. And I want to give a huge shout out to Todd Midget. You can find him at NC Fit Club on Instagram and Facebook. Another huge shout out to Alex Colorado. You can find her at Alex Zero R-E-O on Instagram. They're both great. They help me with the podcast and they help us always trust and believe in who we are to get the message out that you have to know that you can do it. Check, check, one, two, three, check. For more support, visit me at facebook.com slash Fitness. Same on Instagram and Twitter. Or visit me at shantifitness.com for more support and more motivation.
I want to give a huge shout out to Todd Midget, aka NC Fit Club on Instagram, Alex Colorado, my lovely production manager. They do a great job with loving up on the podcast and making sure that it gets out to you so that we can all stay motivated and relevant. Thank you guys. You guys are awesome. Check, check, one, two, three, check. For more support, visit me at facebook.com slash Fitness. Same on Instagram and Twitter. Or visit me at shantyfitness.com for more support and more motivation.